Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey guys, it's Drea. We're back for another episode of Spin the Bottle. Yes, we are. Changing the world one quality glass of wine at a time. So we've got a great episode for you guys today, covering a topic that applies to us all. Personality. Or lack thereof. More specifically, (laughs) we're going to talk about introverts and extroverts. Well, actually, let me just say we're going to talk about introverts because today, Danny and I are introverts just for today. (laughs) But we haven't (laughs) forgotten about the people in our lives that we love so much who are actual extroverts. We're doing a whole episode dedicated to y'all under another time. But today is the quiet man's time to shine. Woo woo. So we will be providing you all with a little introvert education because we are often misunderstood. So misunderstood. In a multitude of ways. Um, and we have no doubt that you've heard all types of stereotypes about who introverts are, how they act, and there has even been a little bit of an attempt to pit introverts against extroverts. Totally. Extroverts. Um, So we're here just to shed a little light on it because it's an often misunderstood topic. Yeah, and I think it might prompt you to do some digging into where you might fall on the spectrum because not all introverts are socially inept and not all extroverts are obnoxious. What? I know, shocking. Don't say. Shocking information. Well, in light of that, I think it's time for a word, a special word. Drea, can you help me out? Yes, I can. (laughs) It's time for the word of the day. The word of the day is, I'm going to mess this up. Do you want to hear it? On a mail. I said it right? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> on a mail. It's a noun and it means something that combines strength with sweetness. In other words, Andrea Johnson is the perfect example of an on a mail. Yeah, you are. That's really not a really descriptive sentence. That's the kind that <laughs> that's the kind that your teacher would say you need to explain how you know the definition. I think your husband would agree. True. But they, no one else has any context. Isn't she on a anyway. cousin? Thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> so strength and sweetness. There's also, there's two definitions. And the first one is a wine mixed with honey. And so if you can even, if that helps you imagine what Anamel might be, hopefully it does. We like wine here. We love wine. We also love strength and sweetness. So this was, this was the word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, guys. So this is one of my favorite segments of the show because Dre is just so brilliant, and I love this the way her mind works. This is one of your favorite segments of the this show. This is one of my favorites. I don't believe. So we are going to have another judgy moment with Drea. I don't really know if I want that to be my theme music, but okay. Tell us how you feel. Okay, so for today's episode, I have a judgy moment, and I do judge people (laughs) who don't read and are bragging about it why I just don't it's something that I just don't understand that you don't pick up a book and you're telling people that you don't pick up a book even if you're not picking up a book 
but you're not reading like a news article, a blog, something. So you're just going to broadcast your ignorance for the world world to know. Yeah. You're just going to share your lack and disdain for knowledge of the world. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? How How dare dare you? you? You're just going to poo poo on growth. Self-development? What? Who does that? Lots you of people. You want to know who? <laughs> Wait. A guy I ended up on a date with. Oh. And what happened with at that date? He was bragging about how he had not read anything since he graduated high school. You see, does no one find a problem with this? <laughs> and I was like, so how do you keep up with, like, life, current events, whatever? He was like, I watch TV. Mm. So you just want me to ignore that this is a basic human right that for 400 years we were not allowed to access or do that we had to sneak around. You're gonna you're gonna just ignore that and say you haven't read a book since high school. I have a problem. I take he umbrage. said it like he was proud too. And he, he was, was really proud. guys. And we're not saying that you have to love reading. You don't have to be like, oh my god, I'd rather curl up with a book instead of you know, go fly fishing or whatever people do besides read. Or, you know, I'd rather go out and dance than read a book or I'd rather, you don't have to love it, but we're just saying, could you just read a blog post? That's like, what? that's where we are now. You don't have to read an entire 300 page. You don't have to read War and Peace. No. You don't have to read anything in the canon. You could, but you could, you know, okay, that's my judging moment. We are, we are in agreement, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. Just we didn't make it to day it. number two. Right. Sorry. It's okay. Gotta weed him out early. Okay, guys. It is time to spin that bottle. Yay! Ready for the spin. Ready for the spin. Let's do it. Here are the categories for the week. <laughs> WWDDD. Which is, what would Danny or Drea do? Because it's just us living vicariously through other people. Right. Giving you our opinion. What we, what we might do. <laughs> or not. Or not do. California love. Because there are so many glorious things about California. It's true. Perhaps. I'm not quite sure. This is, that's <laughs> Danny's pick. Okay. Riddle me this. Where we discuss the things that just don't make any good sense at all. Our vote this week. Yes, guys, we're in America, and Donald Trump is the Republican candidate. So it's not funny anymore. Not at all. One time at Bandcamp. <laughs> Stories you didn't ask for about the ever-elusive status we call adulthood. Enough already. Like, just stop. <laughs> this is the last time I want to hear that phrase or word or any fad. Enough Ever already. Again. Just stop. All right, let's spin it. One time at Bandcamp. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Okay. This is a totally random story. It's a family story, and it's kind of like one of our like go-to <laughs> stories. So my little sister... Um, when she was really young, she is very like precocious and you know, my sister, she's just like very herself and in her skin. 
Anyways, so she's young. She's like two or three, maybe. And my mom didn't let her chew gum because she was too young. And she didn't want her to obviously have any damage to her teeth. So she tells her, you can't chew gum. And so my sister's like, okay, cool. Sneaks and finds some gum out of my mom's purse. Falls asleep with it. Gets it in her hair. Wakes <laughs> up with, with gum in her hair in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we have to cut it out. And she's like, I told you you couldn't have gum. So you're in trouble now. She's like, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. It was the strangers. And my mom was like, it was the strangers. And we were like, okay, whatever. So my mom thought it was cute. We let it go. A couple days later, we come into the living room. There's sand all over our carpet because she dumped her shoes from the day onto the carpet from the sandbox. My mom goes, why is there sand all over the floor? The strangers did it. My mom's like, okay, well, I'm going to vacuum this up, but this can't happen again. Okay? So third time, this is all within like a week, <laughs> her Mary Janes go missing. We're going to church. We have our little church dresses on. Her shiny Mary Janes go missing. She hated these shoes. We cannot find her Mary Janes anywhere. Her Mary Janes are in the bottom of the trash can. We find them in the bottom of the trash can. My mom is like, who put your Mary Janes in the trash can? I don't know, Mommy. The strangers did it. And my mom was like, well, look, I can't see the strangers, and I don't know where the strangers are. So you let the strangers know that next time they come through this house, I'm beating your ass. Like, you're you're <laughs> getting a weapon for the strangers because I can't find them. And so she's like, okay, Mommy. And so we go to bed. She wakes up the next morning and she's like, Mommy, Mommy, guess what? And my mom's like, what? And she's like, I killed the strangers. (laughs) (laughs) And we never heard from them again. She (laughs) just killed them, though? She She killed them. them. She killed them. And my mom was like, well, I'm so glad you took care of that. (laughs) You got rid of those strangers. Gabby's ruthless, man. (laughs) She took them out. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, she's I'm, a hoot. <laughs> awesome. She killed. She killed them. <laughs> messed up. I don't. I'm not so good at telling stories, but I also have a family story. And I thought of this because of a post that my cousin put on my wall, and she was just kind of like, "I love you, brother." And it actually took me a few days to realize what she was talking about. But when we were little, we were really close. Our parents. Um, our moms, our sisters, and they used to live together. And we were always, always together. And we thought we were brothers. <laughs> I don't, and we used to call each other brother Aww. all the time. I don't know. What, like, not even the name, just brother. I don't know. Anyway, I remember my mom tells the story all the time. And she, we go to the library and we're acting a fool. My mom loved taking us to the library. She wants us to read and be quiet, but like Tierra was not having that. And because I was with my cousin, I didn't want to have it either. So we were like standing on tables and just being Ooh, like a plum fool. You were acting So up. of course we got taken to the bathroom yes. because that's what happens. And we were about to get spankers and I was like, don't you hit my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I like stood up and I was yelling at him, don't you hit my brother. And Tierra. Just like was quiet when I was getting beat up. I was just like, so you're not gonna not gonna stick up for me? No, she just was quiet. And after that, no longer brothers. No more. Just, 
Francesca, even though she says she'll always be. Oh, she'll always goodness. be my brother. Yeah. Oh, God. You didn't have the good sense God gave you, though. You do know that, right? Yeah, I didn't. You but I was be... really young. You know, I'm sure they weren't serious about pop. You know, we got the, no. le- the leg pops. You get the little, whoop, the little tap tap. The little, the little leg pops. But I, I went hard for Tierra. That's so funny. She was not going hard for me. <laughs> I had to learn the hard way. That's so funny. My, sisters, my sister used to get whoopings for me all the time. Really? Yeah. For she, you? My, me and my mom would, you know, I was a teenager at the time. And, you know, my mom would have to check me. <laughs> and my Gabby would just run in and be like, get away from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would be like, okay, cool. Because you, you can get some too. That's, that's not a problem. <laughs> And she'd be like, just stop talking, Danielle. You're killing you, us. You don't have to do this. That's what Gabby was like. Look out for yourself. Look out. Every man for himself. E.E. Cummings once said, it takes courage to grow up and turn out to be who you really are. But often, we don't take the time to get to know ourselves, really. Yeah, and uh, here on Spin the Bottle, self-awareness is an important trait to possess as an adult. So, enter our conversation about introverts. I have a question for you. Tell me. Are you ready? I'm so ready. A little trivia. Here we go. What do Meryl Streep, Michael Jordan, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg... J.K. Rowling (laughs) and Barack Obama have in common? Well, I think you're going to tell me that they're all really successful and they're all introverts? Yes, you genius. Oh, my God. That is exactly what I'm going to (laughs) say. But before we dive into this conversation about introverts, we need to know what an introvert actually is. Drea, do tell. So... If you were to Google introvert, what might come up for you? No, what absolutely came up for me and Danny was a shy and reticent person, which on the surface may appear to be true, but that's really not always the case. And I resent that definition just As a little do bit. I. So Susan Cain, who we're going to talk about on the show today, has done a n- number of studies on introversion and has written a book on what it means to be quiet Her comprehensive definition is people who prefer quieter, more minimally stimulating environments. And the key here is that this is all about stimulation. So extroverts feel at their best and crave a high degree of stimulation, whereas introverts, our optimal zone is a whole lot lower. Right, a lot lower. So in order to really dig into this definition of introversion or this conversation of what it means to be an introvert, we have invited a fellow introvert into the studio. His name is Saeed Sneed. He is a very bright and all-around great person, and he's our friend. He's just awesome, guys. Yeah. You are so that's why you treat. Here. You really are. You're going to get some jewels, okay? Jewels. Come out of this better than you left. you say jewels? <laughs> gonna come out of this better than you started okay okay i'm excited he always drops just knowledge bombs on me yeah it's for sure. awesome <laughs> take that take that take it so welcome Saeed. 
your friend and mine. <laughs> welcome to Spin the Bottle. We are so happy to have you. I feel welcome. Yes. Good. Mm. That's the goal. Oh, a little, sh- <laughs> little shimmy. A little shimmy. <laughs> okay, Sneed, we really want to talk to you because you and I often have conversations about what it means to be an introvert and just have... Sometimes have some misunderstandings, and I feel like I understand a little bit more about you as a person after these conversations. Mm. And even though we're both introverts, and even Danny and I are introverted in a way, we're all very different people. Absolutely. Um, so we want to kind of start off the conversation with stereotypes mm. and talk about how you've been stereotyped in the past or how what you know to be a stereotype <laughs> of an introvert. Hmm. Well, the first thing that I tell people all the time is that in any way, personality at all, like generalizing is bad. So there's a spe- like everybody falls on the spectrum. Um, the f- one thing I hate is that people assume that I'm either shy or angry. Are you a shy, <laughs> reticent person? Hmm. No. Right. No. No. Uh, I actually know more shy extroverts than I know more shy introverts. That's true. I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with you there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because I, I love meeting new people. I will go up and talk to a person. I just love controlling my atmospheres. Mm, so right. that's why I love small groups where, or not like a control freak controlling. No, no, I get it. But like, I want to be able to manage all the sounds that are entering my ears. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yes. Um, otherwise, for me. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, all, most of my friends are extroverts, actually. Um, and they all make fun of me because mm-hmm. we'll be at a party and I'm always in the corner having a very deep conversation with somebody. <laughs> that actually happens. Same. Always. Same. Like I always find myself on the perimeter. That of actually the party. happened to us together. Yes. We went to a birthday party together. We were at a bowling alley. And Danielle oh and I, like everybody's <laughs> like drinking and laughing. And Danielle and I, well, we were in like a booth. In those arcade booths. You know, oh, the yes. ones that are like 3D where they're like enclosed. Yeah, and it was like a car racing. And mm-hmm. we, were just, we were not playing the game. I was like, Danielle, tell we me. were in the dark. <laughs> and then one of our friends comes up. She's like, not today. Not here. Actually, that was, not, that was Alex. <laughs> you're not yeah. doing this here. <laughs> our producer like, was what? like, not today. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this. We just really needed to have this. She's like, no. No. Not today. So, no, I totally understand. And actually, because we always do a little bit of research before we have the show, we were looking at, like, how introverts kind of perceive their environment. And that is, like, we kind of we take, we're not just in the park talking to you. We're in the park with, like, 150 people. Mm-hmm. There's, like, birds. There's squirrels. There's, like, some waves happening in the pond. Why is that happening? There's, like, you <laughs> know what I mean? There's, like, all this stuff around you that we kind of, like, really sensory. Mm-hmm. We take that stuff all in. Exactly. It's all brain science, you know. So I I put brain science and audio knowledge to use together. So, like, I believe that people have um, compressors are just things that modify audio signals so that they don't get too loud or noise gates so that when things get too quiet. I want to pause really fast. We didn't tell you guys that Saeed is actually an audiovisual genius. Awesome. Sorry, we awesome. forgot to tell you. He ends to well, add to can, the laundry. We list don't even of... know how to explain what he does because we don't understand it. So, I just do a little bit of a lot of things. <laughs> I, just, I try to be available. He tries Thank to be available. Around. But he knows a lot about sound. Has worked many sound things, jobs, and careers, and whatnot. Yeah, that's but awesome. it's it's just everything is a system. 
and all these systems work in different ways. And they, you know, everybody needs their analogies. So these are mine. Um, and I believe that introverts just have a different compression level. Like you're, I'm not able to tune people out. So when I'm in a room having a conversation and I hear another conversation that is important or like a buzzword that sticks out to me, I'm, I'm automatically like tuned in a little bit to that conversation. It's not being nosy. It's being perceptive. It's true. It's true. You know, another thing that I have noticed about myself is that I am hypersensitive to the, so if we're in a group atmosphere, I'm hypersensitive to the overall feeling of the group. Mm -hmm. So if someone's energy dips or there's Mm -hmm. an awkward moment that happened or there were some words that, and now all of a sudden the, 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 what's the, I don't know what the word is, but the. Yeah. No, the energy changes. The the collective consciousness. It will bother me. It will bother me. Mm -hmm. Um, even if the people who are involved are not bothered, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh. That just changed the like whole energy. Like I definitely of noticed yes. everything. I noticed, yeah. and I'm generally shocked by people who don't notice. Like, did you not mm-hmm. just feel or it sense started, that this conversation or this mood just took? A it lot. sort of drives me crazy when people, and I sh- and I shouldn't be driven crazy by that because understanding that people are different, but it kind of does. Because I'm like, why would you even pursue that conversation, knowing mm-hmm. that this is how? Did you not? Did you not see the look? Did you not? Did you see not the look? see the body language? Did you not, yeah. did you not feel? <laughs> and people feel are like, it. what? What is wrong with you? But that's the reason that introverts retreat to silence or quiet because it's so much work to be in groups of people because we care about them all. It's so true. No matter what our degree of relationship is to these people, we care like what's going on, how someone feels. I'm always trying to make everyone feel balanced. You know, I don't want anybody to feel out because that might make somebody else feel like they need to be smaller or i don't want anyone else to feel sad because someone who feels happy might feel bad about feeling happy so i want everybody to feel balanced and it's a lot of work and that's a tiring thing that's a tiring thing which is why we're exhausted which (laughs) is why you might have a stereotype of people who are introverted being like socially inept or socially mm-hmm. inactive or what's the word I'm reclusive for? An- reclusive yes. or antisocial it's mostly because it's not because we don't like people but it's more of we think about all the energy it takes mm-hmm. to be around you have That's to put on it's a lot of work for us yeah so much work what other stereotypes do we think come along with and the thing about stereotypes is that there is some truth to it it's mm-hmm. just not true for all people all the right. time generalizations so, are bad exactly so even as we're talking <laughs> like remember that we're talking about ourselves and while these things might apply to other people and more than likely they do in some ways it's not that we're saying that all introverts are the same because mm-hmm. that's exactly what we don't want to say yeah i think i think um i think a lot of people have an idea about what type of uh, facilities or professions introverts hold. Hmm. So it's like automatically you're a scientist, Mm -hmm. you're something that's, you know, and I'm doing air quotes, nerdy, you know, like we don't think, oh, there are basketball players that are introverts. Mm -hmm. Like Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan. Or the president of the United States is an introvert. Mm -hmm. Like like introverts can do things that are very public and very dynamic and be public speakers, for instance, or, you know, it doesn't lock you into... Or Mark Zuckerberg run an entire organization that we all interact mm-hmm. with on a daily basis. It's right. more about where you draw your energy. And do you have, Saeed, some sort of insight or, like, your experience in how you draw your energy? <laughs> well, I deal with this every day okay. because I'm in sales. 
So I do like audiovisual sales and marketing. Exactly. Public speaking all the time. I speak to rooms of people and it's crazy because even my boss told me, I don't know how well you're going to do at this job being an introvert because he's never met an introvert salesman. Pause. I used to sell houses. Pause. It can be done. You just <laughs> yes. talk to people. Exactly. We we do it we in a different way. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that we don't talk to people or that we cannot talk to people. And I think when people start to put their projections on mm-hmm. you, that's like one, offensive. <laughs> Two, not even just offensive for people, but it can actually diminish their self-esteem in ways because mm-hmm. they're always trying to fit into... A box, not I don't want to say a box, it's like a square peg mm-hmm. in, a round, a in a round hole. Mm-hmm. And I think when we get into talking about like how the world is very extroverted, we're live we're introverts living in an extrovert world. That's right. And that mm-hmm. is not to say that everyone's an extrovert, but it's more of like the glory and people love people love extroverts. People, people do. just want I think the funny thing is that with most societal norms, the vast the mass populace of people feel the opposite way. But because the people who are in power have the pressure to make you feel as if everyone else feels the other way, mm. you feel bad about feeling who you are. Yeah. You know, That's so you see so many people. I mean, it, it deals with personality. It deals with size. It deals with looks, it, everything. And you think, well, well, you know that most people are a certain size, but the magazines say be skinny and that's absolutely not what people think, but it makes you feel bad about being who you are. Yeah. You think most people are extroverts, and yeah, everyone yeah. you know is an introvert. Well, I think it's most crazy. statistics say it's pretty much half and half. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, there's an even balance of extroverts and introverts. So, and, you know, piggybacking on what you were saying, depending on, your, like, your cultural norms and, you know, what you value. So, for instance, in Japan... Mm-hmm more intro- introverted qualities are much more honored and revered. Like, yeah. the collective team, introversion, mm-hmm. honor, um, much more introspective. Like, just as a country, that's more accepted. We're America. You know, yeah. we're we're on... So we're hyper-introverted. <laughs> we, need, mm-hmm. we need you to be a trailblazer. Oh, yeah. We need An you innovator. to exemplify everything that a cowboy does. Mm-hmm. What? But you gotta understand, like, where America is, like, the teenagers of the developed world. So oh we totally so are. We're still a young country. Mm-hmm. So everything that we do has to be bold and you ne- completely neglect the great smart awesome people who built this country who were trying to get away from something that was huge. Or the civilizations that have been around for thousands of years yes. maybe have just worked out. Exactly. A couple of kinks along the way. You know, maybe yeah. we could you know, there's always knowledge <laughs> to be gleaned people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like looking at you know, it's just very interesting how um, you know, new shiny things sometimes are absolutely are, are what's you know. I think what I take away from just living in an extrovert world is that people will say, "We'll look at another person," and this bothers me all the time, and say, "Oh, she doesn't really have a lot of personality. I need somebody with a lot of personality. I want to talk to you know that's the kind of person that I want to hang around or have be romantically involved with." And I just have to say that everybody has a personality. Guys. Yes. And I think that is so, it's so insulting to look at a person who, you know, might be, have their nose in a book or just not be as talkative and just say, oh, you know, she's pretty boring. She doesn't have a whole lot of personality. Yes. Personality is like melanin. <laughs> Everyone has it. Some people just have a lot more. Oh, please, that's a great 
just a sprinkle, you know. Tweet that. Good. Do something with it. I appreciate it. So, talking about that, Saeed, we're two women, obviously. I think so. No, thank you. (laughs) What my eyes tell me. (laughs) Um, Do you think there are any specificities or any things with your experience as a man, specifically being an introvert, that may color things a little differently? Um, I think that the gender norms of men is a little bit more extroverted than the gender norms of women. Um, but that goes into the history of feminism or um, sexism because people in older times expected women to just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they expected men to be outgoing. You're, you're building, you're creating new things. Um, and a lot of times people do not respect the the value of being a pensive person or the, the value of, of taking time and caring about the individual instead of caring about the mass populace. Mm. Uh, and the, the value of I sit in my office with my door closed because I can't help but hear all the conversations that are going on with my coworkers and I will get distracted by them because I want to be a part and help all of those things. But there's also my job that needs to get done. Uh, I'm the only introvert in my office, which is pretty interesting because it's very difficult for people to understand your work style when you're supposed to be out there and dealing with people and and pushing things. But especially in sales and especially for like male salesmen, I've found it extremely valuable to have a desire for conversation because you have to build trust. And it's easier for you to build trust when you're not the the flashy guy who shows everything, tells everything. I just want to know about you. And I think that's something that isn't expected for men a lot. Is small talk hard for either of you? Hmm. I despise small talk. I I don't like small talk when it's fake. Because to some people, small talk is important. When I, that's normally how I think of small talk. But I get what you're saying. Can you continue? Um, I just feel like I'm incapable of it. Like, mm-hmm. you can start trying to do something surface with me, and then I'm like, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Tell me where that comes And all of a sudden, I'm always the person who meets a new person, and then it's like 10 minutes later, and then it's like, <laughs> but then it's because my uncle. Yeah. And they, I never told anybody this before, <laughs> but what had happened was, and everybody's like, how do you find yourself in mm-hmm. these situations? And I'm like, I ask probing questions. I yeah. really want to know. So we can't stay at, how's the weather? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I'm, okay, what's your favorite color? Or what, I, yeah. I'm incapable of, like, doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't walk by people and say, hey, how are you doing? Or I don't, like, I generally don't say hi. I say, hey, how are you doing? Or what's up with you? Without the the space to wait if they have uh, a response that's not okay or fine. And, and that might be perceived as rude or that he doesn't care Mm because i think i'm the same way where i'm like i actually do want to talk to you but i don't really have the time to oh yeah so i can't and i just want to say so i would approach small talk in a different way because i also do not like small talk but i find myself doing it and then coming to a standstill because i think that's where the personality sort of comes in too because then i'm like I don't know if I should ask this probing question because I kind of want to. I want to hear the answer, or at least want you to know that I'm interested in hearing mm-hmm. the answer. So for me, small talk is like a stressor mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because I'm like, there's <laughs> so much, like, yeah, weather and oh, uh, mm-hmm. you're not having a good day, are you? But I have to go. This, you know what I mean? <laughs> or I can sit here and talk to you. Yeah. Um, 
and just like let all that go by the wayside. I think my personality sometimes is if you're not going to tell me after I've asked you how you are, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to necessarily probe because Ooh. I feel like it's a tough as a husband it's a tough situation <laughs> for you. You don't want to express it. As a husband, I've learned yeah. that you can't just leave that alone. When someone says I'm fine, <laughs> it's generally it's not the generally case. Generally not fine. It's generally not. Fine. But in I don't know. In society, people, I, I found that people have a desire to learn a little bit more or ease into trusting you in conversation. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the way I am. And it's very difficult because inside I want everyone to just spill things because I want you to automatically know that I really care about you. Like, I want to know your heart immediately because I, I have an open heart. But I've also been hurt by people who I tell a lot to. Oh. And then they don't care about it. They treat it very flippantly. That's right. You know, and it's so you have you have to walk that line and and feel out everything. It's it's tiring, but there's joy in, you know, the way everyone perceives different things, and there's joy in finding that real connection when someone believes that they can confide in you. Yeah. Even for that. the first time, you know, that. it's. But I think on the flip side, for us, we do have to be very careful who we choose to share our vulnerabilities with because I'm hypersensitive Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. so it's like if I've told you something and it's near and dear to my heart or you're or it's something I expect you to hold it close Mm because I would too exactly um and sometimes people just don't really care or it's like oh it wouldn't be a big deal to me so and you know that can be very hurtful so yeah. I think I think a lot of times when you do talk to an introvert and they tell you something that's deep to them or something that's meaningful to them, more than likely you're one of four people that know. Mm-hmm. Easily. And I, that's why it get because it takes a lot for us to sort of offer that information. Like if you're a close friend and you know it, you should feel very honored. You should feel very honored because it's just not something that we offer. Because, like Saeed said, you've seen it flippantly sort of shared with other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you are listening and you've kind of found yourself at odds with a friend of yours who's like an introvert, it may be because you've been a little bit more open about their personal problems than you may, may, should be. Because there are some people, listen... I have friends who are so open, it astounds me with things yeah. that I'm like, yeah. how you can mm. say that yeah. publicly just now, like, yeah. to this person you don't know. Like, for me, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's one thing to just be in conversation, it's a whole other thing to to get to the deep stuff. Yeah. And I have plenty of people who are like, I don't care anything about, oh yeah, I did this and it happened and whatever. And I'm just like, you <laughs> can't mm-hmm. just... Right. You don't know who this person is. Right. You haven't qualified it. I don't know anything about. Like, why would you say that? You know, and mm-hmm. for me, that's protective of even my friends. Where I'm mm-hmm. just like, don't we don't know them? Like, we can't. Yeah. Let's just take a moment. And it's funny you were talking about digging and probing because you. So I've never been married, but I have dated extremely introverted people, mm-hmm. and it is a challenge. Um, it requires. A lot for me and one thing that I was always trying to explain to like my exes was like 
the way that yes we're having a conflict or we're having a problem right now Mm -hmm. but i can't talk about it right now because i have to process it and you're trying to force me to have a resolution right now or Mm -hmm. like to tell you what's wrong and it's like i need some time i'm Mm -hmm. not trying to shut you out just let me get my thoughts together Mm -hmm. (laughs) about what i'm feeling so that i can talk to you and that was one of the main kind of issues i found in like just being in a relationship with an extrovert was like they would be totally happy having a very confrontational, very like, and that puts me into chaos. Like, oh, I yeah. need to be able to talk constructively mm-hmm. about what happened and have my thoughts. So I'm I'm good for being like, I need a day or two. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I need we'll some space. This. I need to figure out what I'm thinking. Because sometimes mm-hmm. things will roll off and I decide I'm not going to address that. Like, mm-hmm. after having thought about it, okay, this is what I'm not okay with, or this is the problem. Like, exactly. I'm not good on the cuff with just being, just tell me how you feel. Just, I I need a moment. And a lot of people who uh, need to address things immediately, uh, if you say something that you may have a different feeling about later, they don't understand that change. You know, they don't understand yeah. just the way the different people process. And it's just brain science. It's, you know, some people, like, can't think clearly until they get it out. Versus some people who have to think clearly in order to get it out. That's right. And I found that it's not necessarily introvert versus extrovert. I mean, generally, introverts are more that way uh, where they need some time. But I've, I've met extroverts who need space because they are they have multitasking thoughts where <laughs> yeah. they want to deal with a whole bunch of things at the same time. So they want to get their things out clearly. And I, I do not, I'm vehemently against multitasking. Um, I don't believe it's a real thing. Got it. I, I agree. Like, I believe that you can not give 100% of anything to a situation and then you shouldn't be in it. Mm. Like, I don't, if I'm getting a call and I'm driving or I'm in the middle of another situation, I hate half talking, mm. you know, or texting while I'm talking, having a conversation. Mm. Yep. Or, trying to do multiple things at once like something's going to slip through the cracks and i really care <laughs> about each and every one of those things like mm-hmm. i wanted to get something it's so I'm funny you agreement. said that because suzanne kane in her book mm-hmm. there's like a checklist of things and i was going through it this was a couple years mm-hmm. ago before i was really up on and i'm most of these things right mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god i found my people but one of the things that they said that i thought was so interesting was she said a lot of introverts will screen their phone calls like they'll look at their phone and see someone calling and then they'll ignore it and it's Mm -hmm. not we're ignoring it because it's like boom i don't want to talk to you i'm ignoring your call it's as i'm looking at your name i'm thinking what could this conversation be Mm -hmm. what are we going to talk about do i have the energy and capacity to have the conversation that we need to have right now Mm -hmm. can we do it no okay then i'm gonna like and then i'll text you or i'll get back to you and but then i'll I, wait till i have the time I'll wait till i have the time to dedicate. and that's caring but yeah. some people don't perceive they it that do not way no i mean some caring. of my friends look at me and are like how do you just look at your phone and not pick it up and i'm mm-hmm. like i know what this conversation is going to be and right. i'm not and there's seven of us in the and room. i'm not in the right, exactly i'm right. not gonna pay I, i'm not able to give this the attention that mm-hmm. i need but i thought that was so interesting because yeah. i do that all the time <laughs> so true Let's talk a little bit more about people who outwardly express themselves in the moment and then maybe change how they feel a little bit later versus people who often need some time to think. I am a person who really, really thrives on feeling the way you feel. I say that all the time. You have to feel the way you feel, but then then you have to move on. And so in conversations or arguments that I might have with another person, I'm really conscious of just saying 
I actually like being in the moment and like expressing myself and releasing that. And then I, sometimes it's a, a thing of where I just kind of talk about it um, because I am processing as I talk. So I'm thinking I'm thinking of it like in a marriage relationship too. Like I do sometimes want my husband to respond right away, but he might need more time. And so I think that's also kind of a personality conflict too because in our relationship, many people would say that I'm the introvert and he's the extrovert. And so maybe I need more time to think about hmm. what I want to say. I think it depends on how safe you feel in a relationship. And so if I, where some people where I do need more time and I really do need to think about what I'm saying before I talk to you, because mm-hmm. um, I want it to be thoughtful. And then there's some people where I feel like I can, I can say this we can have a discussion about it. We can come to an mm. agreement mm. and then move forward. I, I have mm. a really hard time with people who change their mind on a dime. I do. Mm. I am, um, and it's something that I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, when Because it comes off to me as if you're thoughtless and you're careless. And that's mm-hmm. what I have a really hard time with is, mm. did you not take the time to think about what you were saying? Like, you, like I am often confused by people who are like, yes, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. 72 hours later, <laughs> doing something different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. what about the conversation we just had when you said, no, 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 but this is, ha-, and it, like that to me feels erratic. It's it, That's not necessarily what it is. Mm-hmm. And you're a thoughtful person. It, so for me, it's just like, well, did you pause to like, qualify your thoughts or think about your or are you just talking off of the top of whatever feelings come to hmm. to mind true and i i also want to say that as i'm thinking about as you, as i'm thinking about how i respond it's, it is usually because i've thought about this situation yeah. for a long time which is probably why i'm prepared to talk about it yeah whereas the other person is not always like they're like whoa where are you coming from oh yeah i've been thinking about this for a while so i have I, a fear of misperception like, yeah. I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I mean. And it's generally why I, I like to take time before I speak. Um, and even my wife and I, we've kind of come to an impasse where she knows that I like to, I'll speak slowly or I'll take a beat when we're talking. Because I know that she kind of needs a resolution because it affects her psyche. Like, it, it's generally how she works and that's okay. It's beautiful. Because I had a conversation recently that I had to let the person know, like, it's a part of your self-care that you are the way that you are and that you're okay with that. Some people really need it fast. Like, they need it immediately so that they can release kind of that valve, that valve of their, their uh, expression. Whereas I have a very large valve, and I yeah. don't necessarily need the pressure released because my thoughts go deeper into me you know what i mean so i release those things a lot slowly but i know that they have to intersect at points so i have to compromise and understand that it's beautiful and great that you need these things quickly so i will try to give you a quick understanding that i care about how you feel it may not be my complete thought but it will let you know that I care. Like, I want to be here for exactly what you need. And I will have a completely full, you know, exegesis later <laughs> of what I mean. But everybody has different things. And you have to care about yourself enough to, one, surround yourself or have people of different uh, perspectives around you. 
and then ally yourself with the people who feel the same way so that you don't feel bad about how you feel or communicate. But how do we get to that space in other relationships? How do we get to that space at work? How do we get to that space just in general, in the general public? I feel like there's a, a an empathy piece to it and then just a general knowledge that there are people who don't think the way you think. It's and a security issue. Yeah. So the more secure you are or the more self-care you have with how you feel, the more you're willing to allow space for other people to feel the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. So you are rushed or, I guess, speeding toward how you feel if you don't spend enough time feeling okay about it. Or like knowing that, okay, this is how I communicate. And there are other people who communicate in a completely different way. And it's okay because I'm not the boss of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if they're your employee. It's I'm okay. not the boss of these people because I want to let them know that how they process is okay. And I want to feel at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day that I am me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. So every conversation you enter into, you have to realize, okay, this could go one of a thousand ways. Mm-hmm. And each one of them is okay. Unless I hit somebody. And that's always bad. <laughs> always bad. Always it's bad. Always unacceptable. In America, it's against the law. <laughs> but, you know, you have to be okay with the possibilities. And our binary, dualistic consciousness is not okay with anything but left or right. We want it to go this way and that be good or that way and that be bad. And then we're, wrong, we're right. Yeah. You know, and it's there's a spectrum of everything. I really think you have to take the time to know yourself. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where, where we come back to. Yeah. You really yes. have to take the time to know yourself. But I'm just so passionate about sort of learning or teaching empathy because I feel like it's one of those lost mm. qu- values <laughs> or qualities. It's, true. it's I think old world we, knowledge. It's, true. it's just it's old <laughs> world knowledge. That's right. <laughs> empathy just I don't think happens enough. In our society. I feel like we do, like so you said, I feel like there are just two options and people either just like with the gorilla in the zoo. It's <laughs> like either or. It is somebody's fault. We're we not want gonna somebody to be somebody wrong. has to be wrong for us to feel okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm like I said before, a big fan of just when someone's mad about something and they just want a quick resolution or they just wanna hear like I'm sorry, I'm just like, sometimes you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, just, I'm, I'm not, not giving you an empty I'm sorry. I'm not no. going to do it personally. Yes. I would rather someone, because I've been on the receiving end of empty promises it's and apologies. It's the worst. So for me, it's like, I'm not going to say I'm sorry or, hey, I understand that what I did was wrong as a way to like brush you off. No. I, w- I want to understand so that I can actually change that and do something different. And sometimes it. I'm not sorry and sometimes someone is sorry. However... It doesn't make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people will say, oh, it's okay. I'm a fan of not saying that. Like, I'm a fan mm-hmm. of somebody apologizing to you. And if it was truly something that you couldn't stand, that caused you pain, you don't have to answer. It's okay. Like, that's just a rote response that we say because we've been taught, oh, go apologize to that person. Now say it's fine. Hmm. Sometimes it's not fine. And you have to mm. be okay with that uncomfortableness of, not uh, being the person that did something that was not fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I think there's a there's a little piece um, in this book 
that I really, it resonated with me. What book is it? It is Quiet by Suzanne Kane. you guys. It's um, an amazing, amazing book. We'll include a link to it in the show notes or something. But um, there's a part where she talks about what she deems the extrovert ideal. Hmm. And living in the United States, I think this is really yeah. highlighted. I mean, it's it applies other places, but it's just a little bit that I want to read to you. And then um, we can talk just a bit about it. Um, so the extrovert ideal is the omnipresent belief that the ideal self is gregarious, alpha, and comfortable in the spotlight. Um, this extrovert prefers, prefers action to contemplation, risk-taking to heed-taking, certainty to doubt, favors quick decisions even at the risk of being wrong, will always work in teams, um, and makes a always values individuality. So hmm. this is just like a little idea of what she says we're trained to believe is the ideal of what any person should be, right? And so I think <laughs> one of the conversations that we all wanted to, I mean, I've grown up definitely feeling like I've got to be more uh, mm-hmm. charismatic. Yeah. I've got to be more outgoing. I've just got to be more gregarious. I have to win with people. I'm not <laughs> enough of a boss. Like, I'm not an alpha female. Like, I'm not out there. I'm just not. Yeah, yeah. And I am very comfortable with other people having the spotlight and mm-hmm. me not. Um, and in a lot of times without a lack of understanding people have said I think you have a low self esteem or I think you're just not (laughs) you don't think enough of yourself to like put yourself out there or are you depressed are you depressed Mm. or (laughs) you know all of these things and it's like no I just don't I thrive on I do love seeing people I love win Mm -hmm. I love seeing people who love to be in the spotlight be in the spotlight this podcast I guess is a little bit of a spotlight thing for us um but for us, the why is so much more important than us being in the spot. That's what brings us to the spotlight, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like we're passionate about wanting to talk about ideas and create a safe space for people. And so, okay, now we're going to go get behind a mic. Totally. But I don't need to be behind a mic. And I'm very mm-hmm. comfortable not being, you know, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you because you want to be in the spotlight. Right. But I think sometimes as introverts, we can be kind of like, it's almost like a little bit of shame or you, you can be shamed a little bit or you're here at camp and, you know, she tells a story about being at camp and she brought books. And, you know, the kids were making fun of her at summer <laughs> camp. Like, why don't you, you know, do what everybody... And she's like, I like to read. Because reading is fundamental. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. Like, you know, for people like us, it's like I... In dating, this has been a problem for me. This has been a problem for me at work. This has been a problem when you're surrounded by extroverts is like explaining to people, like, I'm not depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. But there are times where the only way that I can recharge my battery is to go be by myself, mm-hmm. read a book, think about some things. But, like, I need that to, like, replenish and be able to, like, give back, right? Mm-hmm. It's not me shunning anybody. It's not me having low self-esteem or not exactly. believing I'm unworthy. Of, it's just this is, how I, this is how I get the energy I need to continue. It's amazing how deep-seated these things are. I mean, as you were reading that, I had the thoughts, like, when I tell my daughter, and she's two, oh, you have to be nice when she doesn't want to speak to somebody. Or there, there are child blogs that say you shouldn't force kids to share because you're teaching them the importance of having something that you have pride in. And it's like I keep trying to push my daughter. And, you know, I think I'm a good parent. I hope so. Uh, but you pushing kids into this ideal or these norms of niceness or openness or perform for these people. But I think it's more important to teach kids, and we probably all learned the opposite as kids, that it's okay to feel how you feel. 
it's okay to love what you love. And if you want to be silent, because we say, oh, kids are so real. They'll tell you, you know, exactly how they feel. But then we won't do that as adults. Mm. And we, we know that what they're doing probably feels better. But we won't do it because we're conditioned that in order to succeed in this world as adults, whatever that means, whatever that, that means, that we have to be this way. And there are so many successful people, uh, even viewing yourself as as a success, like you are automatically successful. You are building on the last year that was successful instead of aiming for a success. Yeah. It's a it's a perspective thing. And you have to realize that the way that you are, the way that you have been, is a healthy way to be. And there are no ideals. There are no ideals. They're and all created. It's so important that you, you know, I think it's important for everybody to understand that, like, definitions of things vary. Meaning, like, mm. I think success is an interesting, like, oh, yeah. it's an interesting mm-hmm. just idea. So, like, what makes you successful, you yeah. know? And there are some people who, you know, I think the prevailing notion generally is going to be you have you make a lot of money, mm-hmm. you do well for yourself, you're charismatic, you're out in the front, right? There are several people who are deemed to be like wild successes by mm-hmm. maybe numbers of followers, the amount of money you make, <laughs> how pretty you are, whatever. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, if you don't have anything meaningful <laughs> or substantial mm-hmm. that inner life, you are not a success. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable in your skin, if you haven't done work on yourself, if you're unable to conduct yourself in the world with healthy, meaningful relationships, to me, you're mm-hmm. not successful. I don't I, care how much money you've made. And yeah, I and I really feel that way, mm-hmm. like, in everything. So when people are like, oh, I want to be like that person, and I'm like, why? That person is awful to human beings, or yeah. that person steps all over people to get what they want. Or That's they're not hurting a success. They're inside. hurting people along the way. Yeah. And they're deep, as a byproduct of being deeply hurt inside, right? Mm-hmm. But we're looking at the fact that you have a lot of money, and you're maybe and so made you're it to a, a magazine success. cover, and so hmm. now you're a successful person. Right. That's not, to me, that's not success. Yeah. And I think sometimes we will, we buffer it. There's this like this prevailing notion now that I'm hear, hearing more and more that really it frosts my cookies. I got to tell you, it, mm. um, it upsets me. Which in this case is a bad thing. Yes. I really like frosting. <laughs> I don't like frosting on my cookies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that like that she's getting that check though. He's making mm. his money, though. He's getting, you know what I mean? He's getting paid. And it's like, at what cost? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I'm sorry, what are we doing to get this check? And we will justify most anything along the way mm-hmm. in the sake of, like, well, it's successful. Look, they have a million followers. Or, look, they made this money. Or, look, like, they're getting that money, though. And I'm like, you're morally decrepit. Yeah. Like, what's important? Do we about care that? about? No, we're going to ignore all of that in mm-hmm. the name of saying, oh, it's successful because they got that money. Right. That drives me crazy. Hmm. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you, Danny. I've always felt, especially when I look and you look at history and I look at very famous, successful people, I'm always interested in their inner life and always. their inner circle and their family and their relationships. Like that's just how I define success for my life. And I have a question for both of you because since we're talking about feeling like a success as an adult and knowing your personality. Do you both feel well adjusted to who you are as introverts? Yes, now. I yes, mean, it's, now. It's been a journey. okay. Good. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I would say it. it's, uh, you know, it's taken me a, it's taken me most of my life to get to the place that I've found myself in the last 
one or two years mm-hmm. where I'm just like, exactly. this is what it is. Yeah. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You either love me and my nose in a book or you love me and I can be, you know, aloof at times to you or or you don't, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like it feels yeah. safer for me to be at least surrounding myself with people showing them my real self rather than what I've been doing most of my life which Mm -hmm. is like putting on this very charismatic this thing that I think I'm supposed to be because Mm -hmm. people said like hey you just gotta get out there and you know the whole taking the bull by the horns and Mm -hmm. what's your purpose and what's your thing and find and it all feels very frenetic to me Mm -hmm. so now I've just slowed down Mm -hmm. and it's like this is who I am this is what I love I have good days I have bad days there are days where I fail miserably mm-hmm. my friends my family you know and there are days when I don't but at least I'm doing it in my skin because mm-hmm. and that's new that's new just to say like this may be the norm I don't fall in with it and that's okay mm-hmm. I'm okay with that love you hopefully you'll accept me and love me and and we just move forward yeah. but showing up as yourself I think is the most <laughs> like that's the big key yeah. because you can't get to Major. any work before that or else you're just putting up masks and masks and masks and masks mm-hmm. and it's exhausting it is it's I exhausting think the existence especially in public spaces of uh popular introverts has helped it a lot so yes. seeing people who are introverted who are who are portrayed in movies or portrayed in uh just society in general as okay people like they're not unhealthy yeah is very helpful to me because you know growing up in the 90s you would see all of these things that said you know, people who read a lot or people who are introverts are to themselves because no one else wants to be around them. Yeah. That was the the grand yeah. image that was portrayed instead of, no, I just value my time with me. And, and that's okay, too. And that's you know, okay. like mm-hmm. I find extreme value and extreme recharge in my silence. I find extreme recharge in nature and the way that that is. I find extreme recharge. Um, in just the things that make me feel good. It's not necessarily being out at the mall purchasing. I don't need retail therapy all the time. But sometimes I just need conversation with the inside, you know, or conversation with one or two people. Mm -hmm. I don't need a big group. I just like that intimate thing. And knowing that about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's like knowing that. that There's so much much power power in that. that. It's the most important thing. even with relationships, like any relationships, whether it be romantic, professional, it's like I can't be in a real relationship if I don't know myself yeah right mm-hmm. like I don't know myself mm-hmm. and so it's like if I'm trying to give to my partner and my partner wants to spend time with me and I know this is what I know to be true about myself mm-hmm. and if you want to get the best of me I need some time to go recharge or whatever so mm-hmm. but it's like we don't take the time to do that and then so what you're doing is you're giving of yourself from this place of what everybody else needs and then you're worn out and tired and depressed and you're exhausted yeah. and, yeah. and that's how you get depressed that's how you end up oh, depressed oh yeah because yeah. I was depressed but it wasn't yeah. because I'm it wasn't because of who this. you naturally are no. it was because of the perception it's and trying I think to achieve a certain perception something that I yeah. learned especially in like romantic relationships is there has to be a balance between doing things together and just spending time together Yes. Uh, because there's, I l- absolutely love silent time together. Like when we just sit yes. together, Me too. it's great. You know? I agree. And I think there should be a balance in everything you do. There has to be. Yeah. There I has love to it. be. So good. Really the crux of this, guys, the takeaway, what we want you to pull from this is it's important to know yourself. It's mm-hmm. important to take the time to be self-aware. Um, 
self-care is crucial and also there are no good or bad personalities mm-hmm. like there's no good introverts because we think more or we go more deeply in bad extroverts like, mm-hmm. let's get out of that narrative right and just start looking at each other um from a way understanding that we both have strengths to offer one another and really we all do better mm-hmm. when we can just be open mm-hmm. so be a student be a student of yourself and of others that's the challenge today. namaste namaste <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, tell us, how well would you say you know yourself? Would you describe yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? Tell us a little bit about you and your characteristics. We want to know. Email us at ddfunbottle at gmail.com. It is time for our second spin. And Saeed, you have the honor of taking it. We're very excited. <laughs> woo woo! So I'm just going to give you the topics. The <laughs> you love the woo woo. Again okay. with the woo woo. Um, our first topic is WWDDD, which in your case would be WWSSD. SSD. Yes! Nice! WWSSD. California um, Love. Riddle Me This. Our vote this week. One time at Bandcamp. And enough already. Just stop mm. it. So let's spin the bottle and see where we end up. Enough already. Yay. Okay, so Saeed, I'm just going to give you the definition of this spin so that you know what we're talking about before we go into it. Basically, it's the stories, the fads, the words, the phrases of our lives that we respectfully want to submit for retirement for all time. Just let's put the nail in the coffin. It needs to be done. So, Saeed, you have hmm. Let's see. I will say, I am a dad alone sometimes. Like, my wife and I have working lives. Mm-hmm. And the, the misperception that I'm not okay being alone with my daughter <laughs> anywhere <laughs> is a bad thing. Let's just let it go. Dads can be dads. <laughs> and they can also do hair. For their female children. Well, yes. God. They can cook the food for their female children. I don't need extra wipes when I'm out. <laughs> I know how to parent. Please let this go. And also, a bipartisan feeling. Oh. Let women, let female parents or moms know that they're doing a good job as well. Because men get the props because people don't expect us to be parents. It's so true. We'll see a, a father out the and it. be like, I've oh, my it. oh my god, look at that dad. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's such a good dad. And While moms, moms are just like, working, trucking, just doing, it. doing like, their you're not thing. Gonna, you're not going to get your child. Or, or you're, like, you're, you're going to tell me how to raise my child. Right. Well, worse off, we'll judge the women. Yeah. I just want to say, wow, like, she came out in yoga pants. It wow. must be overwhelming. So you don't her. have any extra wipes in your purse? No. Wow. It's crazy. It's okay. Sorry, showing my age a little bit. No, right. let it let not. it go. We salute you, the fathers who are <laughs> actively parenting their yes. children. It's, right, it's important. Amen. <laughs> and there are more than more of us than not. It's true. It's true. There are so many dads There's out there that are great. True. We could go on a segue with this, but oh, man. but this narrative about there being about no good black yes. male parents. Tons I don't know what us. that's about. Yeah, let's Tons. start an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> There are really black are. men. That'll solve what all the problems. <laughs> well, we have black, black girl magic. <laughs> BMP. Well, we salute you. Lily is so lucky. She's wonderful. I love her. She'll be three next month. What? 
Where did the time even go? I remember when she was preggers. It's just like yesterday. Yeah, P.S. for all of you tuning in here, um, my nephew JJ and Aaliyah were trying to have a little arranged marriage type of situation. <laughs> Without my consent. Without. Oh, okay, this is oh, me. Oh, so look at shoot. you. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about it. this for okay, a minute. Alex and I had spoken. You'll never have my this. consent. It's no, fine. you're not about arranged it's okay. marriages? Not or at you all. You just don't want her to marry anybody? I'm not about arranged marriage. What if, you just, what if we just happen to have them just in the same places? It's, it's a called lot pressure. Okay. Just, yeah. it's okay. Moving ahead pretty well, quickly. Women don't need to be sold off no we don't oh god i got in trouble sorry alex it's okay we yeah. just kept it to ourselves i'm You're a right. feminist now that i'm a dad of a woman That's yes fine. please be a feminist also absolutely. men can be feminist guys absolutely we'll talk about that on another episode but it's it's possible we need you we need you to join the ranks okay it's our favorite time of the show drea you ready to do this okay Recent revelations. Ah. Ooh, that's <laughs> new. <laughs> I like it. That was awesome. Okay. No. Oh God, cousin. Oh, damn it. Singers are so <laughs> temperamental about pitch and whatnot. It's really God. Tough can get crowd. some auto tune for you. Some Tough. melody. <laughs> Nice. Oh, can we get auto-tuned re- re- Actually, one day? Great idea. And that's Wouldn't how the fad happened? happened. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so excited. Okay, okay, okay. okay we digress. Wow, we've been off the path. Okay, so here's my recent revelation, and I won't need to really dig too far deep into it because we already did this, which I love. I love it when we're all on point. But I found a quote, and I was like, "This is my recent revelation." So here it is. It's by Audre Lord. I've come to believe that caring for myself is not self-indulgent. Caring for myself is an act of survival. That is my quote for the week. It is important to care for yourself. Sometimes you can get so um, wrapped up in everybody else and everybody else's needs that you do not take time to care for yourself in the ways that you need. And so in light of all of this introvert appreciation and self-awareness, I want to take the time to do better about caring for myself because I will let myself be the not the priority all mm-hmm. the time. All the time. There's Truth, always something more important. So, yeah. It's what not vain. It's not rude. Truth I said with truth an with an F. Yes, Evelyn. Evelyn. Okay. Drea? <laughs> Guys, recent revelation. There are humans who prefer to live as puppies. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. There are humans who live a lifestyle of a small four-legged animal. Puppies. Can you unpack that? I still I don't know what you're I'm talking about. I'm going to. Okay. What does the and lifestyle of a four-legged puppy? There is a documentary called The Secret Life of Human Pups. It's a sympathetic look at the world of pup play. Okay. A movement that has grown out of the BDSM community and has exploded in the last 15 years as as the internet has made it easier to reach out to like-minded people. So I'm reading from this article. It's from The Guardian and there's a documentary about men who live as dogs. 
and they say that we're just the same as any person on the high street. This is a recent revelation for me. It is very hard for me to comprehend. I don't understand. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying this is this is another level. This is another level. I don't understand. So, so uh, just, okay, to, okay, okay, just okay. to color this, I'm looking at a picture yeah. of a man who is clearly a Dalmatian. Yeah. He is c- covered <laughs> home. head to toe. He has paws. He has black he has spots. He has a harness. Rug. It looks what like a that? harness. Yeah. like a, And he's sitting with his former fiance, Rachel. Yeah, hence former. extremely unhappy. <laughs> and, well... So, okay, so some of the things that they like to do is that they like to walk through London, like this is from this article, they like to walk through the city and pretend to pee on lampposts and to raise awareness of their identity. They have like jumping for, they're jumping for treats, they're wagging their tails, and they find it like a very accepting community um, that's totally like nonverbal, it's pre-rational, but also want you to know that within every puppy there's a person. And it's not just their identity, it's just a part vegetarian you could play the piano you could be this guy says he could be planting tomatoes and he can go months for out without going into his puppy space guys this is just i'm having an int- i don't i'm having a reaction i don't know what it is not gonna be able to do it <laughs> i just i don't know what it is it's just i accept it i'm gonna watch you the, i'm gonna watch the documentary i'm not gonna be able to do it though and yeah. you know and no one's saying that you have to but just that there are people out there who would prefer to be animals or treated as animals because also an interesting thing is they have handlers so the guy who is who his former fiance is rachel he now lives with a handler who like Pretty much is like his owner who takes care of him. Oh. And like, you know, make sure he, and he eats out of a bowl at home. It's all very new. I'm not it's generally shocking. speechless, it's, but it's just so interesting. This is one of those times. You just never know how people are living <laughs> their lives. No. Well, they want you to know more. They want you to know more about puppy play. Okay. Great. Okay. Puppy play. <laughs> yeah. Well, all we can say is. We'll put it in the show notes. You have to see it. <laughs> it's not, one of those things you just have to see. all we can say is, <laughs> I just don't know where he got this awesome costume from. I like, mean, that is a bona fide like a... dog costume. He spent some money on that. Okay. We're going to include this in the show notes. Um, there's some bona fide commitment here, okay? And, um, yeah, I'm at a loss for words. So check it out for yourself. Um, if any of our listeners is involved in puppy play and you want to <laughs> share... <laughs> Um, your inner world with us, uh, write, us write us an email. <laughs> We'd be happy to, to dialogue with you. Um, anything else? I love puppies. Okay. Well, we love puppies. Um, that's going to put this episode in the can. <laughs> I think we're done here. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Drea. You're welcome. You're We'd so great. love to thank our, our guest here, Saeed. Thank you for joining us. You are a joy. Absolute pleasure. And a delight. And a delight. Our top flight production of the world. We'd like to thank you, A.V. Queen and Jared Johnson. And of course, we want to thank our moms, because that's what we do. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And you can parent. Please, (laughs) please stay connected with us and talk back to us. We really do want to hear from you. We had our letters. We need some more, guys. So come talk to us. Um... 
you on you can hit us up on Facebook. You can look for us on Spin the Bottle Podcast on iTunes. And guess what, guys? We're now on Google Play, which is very exciting. So check us out. And if you want to write us a letter, we are at ddspinthebottle at gmail.com. Johnson's out. Recent revelation.